you will not believe who the most valuable player on the Carolina Panthers roster is. We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, we're talking Carolina Panthers today, but uh, before we do that, we did we had a little bit of news over the weekend. Finally, we've been we've been begging for some uh, for some NFL news, and and we got it. DeAndre Hopkins, no longer yeah, a that? member of the of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. This one made sense. Um, you know, we had the 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 timeline. It seemed like. Hopkins had requested a trade. There was a lot of rumors that he could be traded during the NFL draft weekend. Obviously that did not happen. And then post draft, you know, there were reports that Hopkins was going to stay with the team and that uh, had, had never really wanted to leave that, that just didn't seem to fit. And then (laughs) here we are uh, a few weeks later, he's gone uh, and he'll be signing with a new team, presumably a, a contender uh, for a for a Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on Hopkins? Yeah, I mean, as people that follow the show probably realize, we're in a buy sell hold you know, mode mode right now. We're going to talk Panthers yeah. today. Boy, I, as soon as I heard this news, I was like, sell. <laughs> you know, just because <laughs> any buzz is good buzz usually in terms. Oh, of I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's going to think, boy, he's going to go to the Chiefs. He's at fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. I'm like. Maybe, but, you know, the Chiefs and Bills don't really have any cap space at the moment. They got a lot of moving to do. Is he the player he used to be? Um, you know, nobody traded for him. I mean, those teams wouldn't give up a seventh-round pick for him. How much do they really mm. love him, you know? Yeah, yeah, very good points. I totally agree. I was on a podcast uh, guest spot last week before this news broke, actually just the day before, I, I believe. And uh, we we were talking to Andre Hopkins. I said on that show that he was a buy in Dynasty, with okay. the assumption at that point he was staying with the uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And mm. and a lot of the reasoning there simply his price was so low. But now I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, any any buzz is good buzz, as you said. I think uh, I think we're going to see his price. In, in dynasty, at least, uh, increase over the next, uh, you know, next few days, next couple of weeks, I guess we'll see how long it takes for him to find a, a home. And certainly if it is one of those teams, uh, that, that is a strong contender, I, th- I think his price will go up even following that signing, but I'm with you. I would, I would take this opportunity to, uh, I don't know if we could call it sell high, but uh, I, I would make a move if there's interest in my dynasty league uh, in DeAndre Hopkins. He's the perfect guy. If you use you know the software most people do, uh, you just put on the block and just throw him out there by himself and see what kind of flies it attracts. You know, yeah, yeah. There's always always going to be that that one person who is buying name value, right? The brand mm-hmm. name, the biggest name, uh, even if they have dropped off in recent years, like like DeAndre Hopkins has. So shop him while you can. We're going to talk about some other players to shop. I I mentioned it at the top of the show. 
putting this uh, this information together for the Carolina Panthers, I couldn't believe who was at the top of the list. And uh, just for reference, we are using some, using one quarterback ADP. If you're playing in a super flex league, of course, the rookie Bryce Young is very valuable and and a uh, a great target. But we're looking at this from a one quarterback perspective. So let's run down the names of the Carolina Panthers before we put uh, some categories to those names. The top overall player based on DLF Dynasty ADP is Miles Sanders. He's the RB25, and he's their most valuable player in our latest ADP over there at DLF. Jonathan Mingo comes in next. He's wide receiver 42, obviously the rookie uh, day two pick for Carolina. First overall pick is Bryce Young in the recent NFL draft. He's the quarterback 13 right now, third most valuable player on the Panthers. The rest of the uh, list, lots of veterans here. DJ Chark, wide receiver 61. Adam Thielen, wide receiver 79. Chuba Hubbard, running back 64. Terrace Marshall, wide receiver 83. And Hayden Hurst, tight end 39. Matt, who is the player that you're buying from this this rough list of Carolina Panthers? You said it. Uh, I think it's a rough team. I think this is a rough list for sure. I think Chuba Hubbard, and I don't own him anywhere. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't love him coming out of school, but to pull back the curtain, Sanders is a guy I don't really trust, and he's going to be a bit of a – he's a sell candidate for me. I I read some stuff recently about some of the underlying metrics of Hubbard were better than I would have guessed, you know, tackle breaking, breakaway stuff, you know. I don't Mm. know that he's ever an every-down guy. But I think Sanders in front of him isn't super reliable, and we might see more of Chuba than we planned. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And Hubbard, um, as as I said, RB sixty four. Essentially, he's free. He's a throw in in a trade. He might be on your on your waiver wire right now. So as a as a buy candidate, there's very little risk here because of his price. But you're right. I mean, when he's been given an opportunity, whether it was a Christian McCaffrey injury or post-trade last season when uh, when Hubbard and Deontay Foreman shared that backfield, Hubbard has played relatively well. Uh, and at running back 64, not a bad guy to take a shot on. Yeah. You know, late in your startup draft or, uh, again, as, as kind of a throw-in in a larger trade. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more on Sanders, I'm guessing, as the show goes on and as, as we talk buy sells and holds the guy I'm buying here, Matt is another veteran, but a, a much older veteran. I'm going Adam Thielen, a longtime mm. Minnesota Viking, uh, the Vikings and, and Thielen couldn't work out that contract situation. So he hit the free agent streets and lands in Carolina. I mean, the thing I love about Thielen and, and this team is, He's got a chance to be the wide receiver one. He's he's competing with Mingo and Chark, Terrace Marshall. You know, Marshall, I think, is pretty much a nothing. Honestly, we can yeah, we'll yeah. see see if he comes up in conversation later. Uh, I like Chark and what he offers, uh, but he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy, and he's he's really just that kind of that one trick pony. Um, I, we'll talk. I mean, Mingo get it for later nothing, well. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Thielen cost obviously is way down. He's wide receiver 79. You look back over even just his last four years, you don't want to look at his entire career. Obviously had has had a lot of success with Minnesota, but some of some of those numbers might be skewed 
uh, from earlier in his career, but even just the last four years, as he's battled some injuries, he's been a wide receiver one 24% of the time, wide receiver two 16% of the time. So he's giving you top 24 numbers, uh, four out of 10 games. Still, still pretty good, especially at that price. I love this call. I mean, I, I, I probably am like most listeners or most dynasty people and immediately brushed him off. He's old. I don't want him. Yeah. But but for wide receiver 79, I mean, who's going to be Bryce Young's best friend on game day? Probably the reliable dude that's known how to get open since he could crawl. And I really have no, I don't want to say respect, but uh, Chark and Marshall are for me. I mean, I, I don't think either one's a very good player. They don't have very good tight ends. So even if Thielen loses a step, I mean, in the fourth quarter when they're down by 14, he's probably the pepper of targets. If you look at at Thielen's ADP history, obviously, uh, you know, the value, the chart is is trending downward at his age. um, And and probably that's not going to change. Maybe we'll see a few bumps where he regains some value. Actually did that this month. Last month he was wide receiver 86 and now – up to wide receiver 79. So we'll see those minor spikes, but I think what we will see is, is some production this time a year ago, Mm -hmm. he he was a top 50 wide receiver and just outside of the, uh, actually he was the top 100 dynasty player overall now barely inside the top 200. So this is, this is not a player you buy expecting a big value spike. But uh, again, you can't expect a couple wide receiver one games, couple wide receiver two games, if he's your third guy, your fourth guy, if he's your flex, you could do a lot worse again uh, at that price. Um, just uh, almost free, honestly, in dynasty leagues. Yeah, he's a throw in in a trade now, right? Yeah, he's well. I mean, we we laid out the numbers. He's he's not too far ahead of Chuba Hubbard in yeah. ADP. So they're both of those guys that we recommended as buys are kind of in the same range there. We're going to talk a couple players to sell as well as players on this Carolina Panthers roster that we want to hold on to. And we'll do all that next. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. I've told you guys about them forever. They've been a great friend of the Locked On Network. And if you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise the taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you. You really got to try this. What, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, they're covered with 100% real dark dark chocolate. It's not the plasticky, waxy chocolate that you find on a lot of protein bars. It's 100% real dark chocolate. They have crazy flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie is probably my favorite. Cookies and cream, my son loves. Uh, I'm not sure how Built quite does it, but they kind of taste like a candy bar while maintaining absolutely amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. They're they're 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. I mean, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com now for years, but you can now go get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And you can still get your specialty flavors still at Built.com, of course. So go to Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Uh, If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. And you can thank me later. 
Matt, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers that we want to sell. I'm I'm going to go first on this one. Jonathan Mingo, he's the mm. wide receiver 42. You look back at the ADP history, and obviously it's a it's a brief history as he uh, is just entering the league. But uh, back in our February data at DLF, Jonathan Mingo did not have an ADP. We have we have around 275 players every month drafted. And and earning an ADP, he didn't do that in his first month. You know, I guess we can say in the league. So February, no ADP. March, he is the wide receiver one hundred and one and two hundred fifty two overall. So just barely, uh, barely squeaking in there. April, obviously still pre draft. He sees a big jump up to wide receiver sixty four, one forty eight overall. And now our May data post draft. 42 overall, I'm sorry, uh, wide receiver 42 Mm -hmm. and 89 overall. So in a three-month span, he's gone from totally undrafted to a top 100 dynasty player and the wide receiver 42. Uh, I I, I get it. You know, we talked about Jonathan Mingo a lot pre-draft. I really liked him. Uh, That's when I thought he might be a third-round rookie pick uh, and, and a, you know, a third, fourth, maybe even fifth round. NFL draft pick. Uh, but as, as the value has gone up, I, I think it's just too much too fast. You look at the wide receivers he's uh, valued around, you know, he's going ahead of Mike Williams. And I know Mike Williams has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of questions in his mm-hmm. game, but he, he's pretty well established. And when he's yeah. on the field, he, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. It, it's usually positive. Um, so ahead of Mike Williams, ahead of Cortland Sutton and Tyler Lockett, Elijah Moore, Ahead of my guy Juju, you know maybe that one's fair, but nah, uh, that one's fair. <laughs> he, he's he's just simply overvalued right now uh, based on our ADP. So he was my hold for a lot okay. of the reasons you said, but I think All I right. like him more than you. I mean, when you compare him to some of those veterans, I don't think that's crazy talk where he's at. You know, like I would take him over Cortland Sutton. I would not take him over Mike Williams. So I, I'm sure you're in this boat too, because we know a thing or two. I'm often picking late in the first round because had success the year before or whatever. And you get to pick 10 or 11 in rookie drafts and Mingo's my top guy on the board and people aren't banging down your door to get to that area of the draft and you take them. But deep down, I know most rookie drafts Jonathan Mingo would be the 16th overall pick, a mid-second rounder, an early to mid-second rounder. And I know I'm overbuying him, but I'm stuck in my pick and I'm going to take him anyway. So I own him in a lot of places, but I don't hate it. I, I, I think the A.J. Brown comparisons are bonkers, but I also think that he is a high-quality prospect. And as we've talked about with the guys around him, I don't see a lot of competition big picture, although I know that's coming next season. And I would imagine like they did at Ole Miss, I think they'll manufacture some touches for him behind the line of scrimmage, screens, things of that stuff that's good for fantasy. Yeah, looking at rookie drafts, and you mentioned uh, spending a late first rounder on him. So uh, immediately post NFL draft, I hosted – 10 one quarterback rookie mock drafts and Mingo's value was all over the board. He went as high as seven overall, um, went as low as 20 overall. So for the most part, he was being drafted 
10, 11, 12. He ends up with an ADP placing him 12th overall and as the wide receiver five. So if you're spending that late first rounder on him, that's that's not out of line at all based yeah, on our ADP. Yeah. And I will say, even though I, I, I think he's overvalued right now, the same thing we said about Adam Thielen could certainly be said about Jonathan Mingo. He's got a chance to be the top target on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it goes without saying that he's much younger, over 10 years younger than, uh, than Adam Thielen. So obviously I'd, I'd rather invest in Mingo uh, if, if I'm picking a wide receiver from this team. I just think he's he's a little overpriced right now. Yeah, and it's hard to hold a rookie. I mean, I just added him to my team this week, so I mean, he probably yeah. isn't going anywhere anyway. But he was my hold. So yeah, most of talk? the uh, good. Well, I was just going to say because of that, most of the trades we see in the trade finder on DLF are just people getting their second rounders back, right? You you draft Bingo and then you trade him for a future two. Maybe you get a future two and a three. Um, those are the types of trades uh, that he's being involved or included in right now. Matt, who's a player that you are selling from this Carolina Panthers roster? Well, maybe we do this. So how about we take our break since I revealed my hold and we could talk my cells. I have two and your holds. How's that sound? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. We'll do that next. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we will be back. We'll be talking New Orleans Saints and the players to buy, sell, and hold from that roster. Join us tomorrow and check that out. All right, Matt, we are back. We've got my hold. We've got your sell. Uh, I'll let you go first this time. Okay. I hinted at the top of the show. Miles Sanders is my sell. Yeah. And... I don't feel super strong about it. Like, boy, I have to get out because he's immensely talented. He really is. Uh, He actually grew up around here. He was a five-star recruit. But he was highly, highly inconsistent in the best of situations. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and I do like Frank Reich as a head coach. I like the offensive line. But this is far from the best of situations. And if he's going to be asked to be a bell cow, be a, a, a real stabilizing force, I don't know that that's who he is. I mean, a reliability at the running back position is really important, and I just don't see it with him. Um, His flashes are great, though. And then my other sell is Bryce Young because he's small, and I think he's going to get hurt. I mean, Mm. I sound like an old-school curmudgeon scout with a cigar (laughs) and a chewing and, you know, scratching (laughs) and sniffing, but I just don't trust him to stay healthy at all. I really don't. So let, let's start with uh, let's start with Young here, Bryce Young. Okay. You've got some concerns. I think those concerns are shared by a lot of people. The, the similar concerns. He's the quarterback thirteen, and when I looked at that, honestly, I couldn't decide if I thought that was if he was overpriced or, or if he offered a nice right. value at that at that um, ADP. He's ahead of Tua, obviously ahead of CJ Stroud. Uh, and then you get into some of the veterans, uh, Daniel Jones, I guess, I guess we could include in that group. And then the older veterans, Cousin Smith, Goff, Russ, Rogers. Um, so I think he belongs in this group. Uh, both rookies do. Maybe you can move him down a little. I don't know. Do you want Tua or Bryce Young right now? Both have, both now have some injury concerns. I mean, you said those names and it's not a 
you know, glaring great group of quarterbacks right there. And I bet that shakes itself out throughout the season. Some will fall off, right. some will step up. I would rather have Tua just because I have almost equal durability concerns, which is, mm-hmm. is rough on the Yorkie. Don't get me wrong. But Tua, I can start right now, and I know he's going to produce for me and do really well. So if I look yeah, at much better offense, much better yeah. weapons. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to sound like the biggest homer ever. I might have rather have Kenny Pickett. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he you know, was he's, miserable last year. But. He's way too far down the list, I, yeah, I will yeah, yeah. say. But um, I, I heard some, I was listening to a, uh, a a basketball podcast and they were talking about Victor Wimbayama. And of course, he's going to be the, the first overall pick. We know that. And, and essentially the discussion was, we know he's going to get hurt with his with his frame, uh, with his, his body type. We know he's mm-hmm. going to get hurt in the NBA. But the upside, he's like he's super skinny, to... right? I, I, I just, yeah, yeah, that. okay, yeah, yeah, very, uh, very tall, seven, uh, seven, five, I think, oh. um, and and thin, but has you know has crazy, <laughs> crazy elite skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being he's being called the best prospect certainly since LeBron, and and maybe the best prospect ever, depending on who you listen to. But uh, regardless, the 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 discussion was, we know he's going to get hurt but he's still, he's still worth it because of the it. upside. Is it a, is it a similar idea with Bryce Young? We know he's going to get hurt. He's too small, whatever. We know he's going to get hurt, but when he's on the field, is his upside, his playmaking, what he brings to the game still worth it? You would say no, it sounds like. I mean, not to that comparison to the LeBron, you know, luck Lawrence, you know, slam dunk first overall pick comparison. That's a good conversation, but I don't think it will be this year. You know, I think it's going to be a struggle. So that that's a whole year that I can't really use him, And maybe more than he's going to get hurt and he's never going to be on the field. He might just not last, you know, I mean, five Mm. years from now, what's he going to be? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. That's certainly a different conversation when you're right, when right. you're comparing football and uh, and basketball. So yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I could see based on what you're saying and and based on the current ADP, I could see Bryce Young losing some value, which is pretty rare for rookies, mm-hmm. uh, especially elite rookies, to do. Maybe this is a situation you can buy Bryce Young cheaper this time next year, uh, it, it, at least in one quarterback leagues. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be true in super flex leagues, but in those one quarterback leagues, possibly. Uh, one note I meant to mention at the top of the top of the show is if you look at salary cap space, the Panthers are loaded after this year. So they mm-hmm. might have a bears like off season. I know they don't have their first round pick, but whoever the top receiver is, they might just go buy them, you know, so things might look better than they do now. I just expect it to be a really rough year. Uh, let's finish up. You mentioned Miles Sanders as you, one of your cells. I had Miles Sanders as my hold. I don't know that you can get a lot for him, mm-hmm. uh, even though he is uh, somehow the most valuable player or the player with the highest ADP on this roster. I don't know that he's giving you much. He had his best season of his career, uh, at least his best season since his rookie year last year, ended up with four games as a quarterback, as a running back one. Um, and finished as the running back 13, second time he's done that. Uh, a running back 15, I'm sorry. Second time he's done that in his career, also dating back to his rookie season. 
so the the narrative with with Sanders has been um, he couldn't handle he couldn't handle the heavy workload, and that's why we saw a committee in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you buying into that, or was it yeah. was that just kind of game plan for the Eagles that they wanted to use multiple backs? I mean, this this translates to fantasy, but I do think like Greg Cosell talks about this that the true workhorses have a mindset, you know, Emmett Smith's shoulders on the ground and give me the ball to close a game out. Like I'm not saying Miles Sanders is a wuss. I mean, there's only, there's just, there's not many of those, you know, give me the ball over and over Jonathan Taylor's out there. And I just don't think he's ever shown to be that guy. So we often talk about running backs from a redraft standpoint. Like, do you think he's an immediate starter in week one for your redraft team even, or is he a flex right now? You know, I mean, the, the situation's not very good. Yeah, that's obviously the other thing to consider is this team is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's... He's borderline, you know? Yeah, he's borderline for sure. I, I mean, it comes down, obviously, to how many how many starters you have to have and mm-hmm. in your team build. If he's my running back, too, I don't feel great about that. Right. Um, you know, and that's kind of evidenced even by his dynasty ADP at running back 25 outside of those, outside of that RB2 range. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's concerns about upside here, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's had, he's had two 30 point games in his, in his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I just don't think you can get enough for him that makes it worthy to sell him. I mean, like, are you going to flip him? You're going to flip him for a second rounder. I don't think you're getting a first rounder for him. If you can, then obviously Mm -hmm. do that. Um, Selling him for a second, selling him for a guy like his teammate, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, that's, that's fine. But at this point, he's kind of in that, he's kind of in that David Montgomery range. Like, let me just hold him, start him as my flex guy or as my RB three, uh, each week and, and hope I uh, hit on that week that he gets uh double digit uh, or, you know, gets 20 fantasy points. Or maybe he strings two good games together and then you dump them. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? If, if he, if his stock goes up a little, like, okay, now people are calling for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm sure he is hard to move right now though. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL and M Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.